Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdenado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a world-class consulting firm that trains employees in sports psychology secrets that drastically improve work performance. Uh, Higher Echelon's founder is Dr. Joe Ross, who is a retired Army. He's a former Army fullback, a former Army assistant coach, and uh, Higher Echelon helps organizations shave hundreds of hours off work time and save and make more money by walking them through technology transformations. We thank Kyra Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. And tonight we're happy to welcome in former Army quarterback Joe Darina um, to the Black Knight Nation podcast. Joe, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, Sal. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, we've been in contact for, for a little bit here, and I uh, just wanted to get you on uh, to talk about your Army career as a football player, uh, life after West Point. And now I guess you're back in it, Joe, with your son Brett being a freshman, uh, freshman right now at um, – Beast Barracks uh, freshman boot camp. So, um, wow, a lot of things to talk to you about. First of all, just what, um, maybe just get a, a feeling what w- it was like on our day a few weeks back. And I, I don't know if that brought up past um, past experiences with yourself or what was that like when you uh, were dropped right off? You know, it, it was definitely surreal going through the gates at, at you know, their gates and, and pulling through and, uh, obviously, with COVID and, and the precautions that that uh, you know are in place, it was a little bit different from from my time there and and what we were able to do. But it was like I said, it was surreal in the sense that that you know pulling through, you know, you get, get some goosebumps, get some butterflies, uh, uh, knowing you know the the trials and tribulations that were part of of the West Point experience. Um, but to see and and quote unquote deliver uh, my son uh, there was was just uh, a chance in a lifetime and 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 you know it, it's always been his dream to to go there um, and 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 attend West Point whether it was playing football which was you know obviously his goal but he wanted to go there from the time he was just a a, a young boy. Um, you know, he, he, for Christmas, he wanted, you know, old war movies for to watch on DVD and, and, uh, you know, always wanted, you know, army birthday parties and, and things of that nature. And would always come into my office and look at the memorabilia and the pictures and everything associated with, with my time at West Point or, or in the army. So it was, uh, it was, it was special for sure, for sure. And it, it made it easy for me because I, I knew that's where he wanted to be. Um, you know, I knew that, that he understood that it was going to be hard. Uh, it was going to be some trials and tribulations, uh, you know, along the way, but you know, he's been talking for the last few years about, you know, branch infantry and going 75th Ranger regiment or, you know, being a part of 101st, uh, you know, so this is what he wants to do. And it, it made it easy. Didn't make it any easier on mom, but, you know, knowing, you know, her and I being together, why we, um, why we went through West Point made it easier for her, a little bit easier for her. But, uh, you know, it's, it was definitely a, a little hard for her to send her firstborn off and not be able to uh, talk or communicate with him. Uh, for for the amount of time that she's had, yeah, you said that tonight. Um, it was the first time you got um, got to talk to him since he's been since he's been at uh, Beast Barracks, right? And what was that like for you guys? 
Uh, it was great. You know, we had the, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the core has, right? Um, uh, that's, the, that's the famous saying. Uh, you know, they, they, they put out on social media that the, the new cadets were going to get their phones today and they're going to have from one to five o'clock to, to make calls home, things of that nature, spend time with their sponsors and things such like that. Um, yeah, he was actually up at the, uh, up at the facility and was able to call home, uh, right, right after one o'clock. So, uh, as soon as he got his phone charged, I think he was able to make that call home. And, uh, it was, it was great to, you know, I was sitting out on the patio and the phone rang and FaceTime coming through. And I'm yelling across the, the house to my wife, you know, to come over and, you know, make sure you're here, to, you know, to, to answer the call. I didn't want to answer it until she was standing there next to me. So, um, you know, we, we sat at the kitchen table and was able to, to talk to him and, and see his face. And, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it was it was definitely nice to see. And, and I, I kept looking over at her and I could see kind of the tears of joy coming from her eyes as she tried to hold him back while she was talking to him. But to see him, I mean, they've done a great job, you know, I think getting uh, getting him and, and the other football players through Beast without potentially losing too much weight. I, I think he, he reported out there he was like 224. I think he's about 225, he said, right now. So the heavy tables and the things that they're doing uh, with the training – of, of beast and everything is, is he's been able to keep the weight. And, and, um, it's, uh, it's funny. Cause I told him, you know, I was probably one of the few people that, that actually went through beast and actually gained weight going through the beast. I, I gained 15 pounds going through beast. So it was, I, I used to love eating at the heavy tables and, and the cadre wouldn't let us leave till all that extra food was gone off the table. And I love breakfast. So I had no problem eating my, my, you know, five shares of eggs and, bacon sausage and pancakes and things of that nature so i was able to go from from 175 to just under 200 uh the time i left b so uh you know i told him about that and and uh you know all the coaches you know when we he reported up there you know stressed the importance of eating and things of that nature i've i've seen from his letters he's like you know the food from the uh uh food is is really good here in the mess hall and you know, the only thing he he's doesn't quite like is is uh, is is uh, having to stare at the the crust while he, while he eats. So he's coming up with some tricks to look in, in into his uh, into his uh, spoon to look down and use it as a mirror and things of that nature. So, but it was it was great to to, to you know spend you know ten fifteen minutes talking to him, seeing him on Facetime and. And again, I mean, so much has changed over the years with technology and that aspect of it from trying to trying to get a spot on the payphone and, and hoping that you can get a collect call home to now, you know, being able to see his face uh, when you're talking to him and him able to, you know, turn the camera around and show us his, his equipment, his locker, things of that, that nature. You know, it's it's been it, it was great. And uh, it's, you know. I was good with it. You know, I mean, it, it was good to talk to him and things of that nature, but it was definitely nice for, for his mom to, to get, you know, that face to face time. And you know, it, he showed no signs of, of any type of, uh, of, uh, homesickness or things of that nature. He was just excited to, to get to the next, you know, 12 and a butt days to, to, 
start football practice and get, you know, get into the academic year. And he's sent me his, you know, he wrote out his academic schedule already and he's so excited about getting into that. So it was just all good today. And to, to have that opportunity to, to spend with him and, and uh, you know, even though it was only, you know, five, 10, 10 minutes or so, uh, you know, to see him and see that he's in great spirits, confirms the, uh, um, the decision he made uh, with, with everything, for sure. Yeah, I think sometimes we take things for granted, right? And we take those, you know, the, the times we spend with our family, that family time sometimes can be, you know, but when you get a, a call from him for five to 10 minutes just to chat, and it seems like um, I was going to ask you about any advice you might have given him, but maybe he's kind of uh, learning some things on his own too, right? I mean, it seems like he's kind of adapting on his own, so to speak, too, which has got to be, great to see as a parent right yeah the only advice i really gave him you know, outside of what he learned himself about west point was um was to go to the prep school um i i i myself um stubbornly said that i wanted to be a direct admit and and initially they wanted me to go to the prep school and i i wanted to go direct um and like I said, like I said, I gained 15 pounds in beast. I was, you know, went from 170 pounds to 190, 95 pounds, you know, by the end of, of the first year, uh, uh, by the end of the first semester. And, uh, you know, January of, of my plebe year, I was at 205. Um, so, you know, just matured and grew and, and, uh, you know, so I, I wanted him to, to take, kind of advantage of that, um, you know, aspect of, of the prep school and, and having the prep school on campus and learning and understanding, um, you know, what, what they're able to do with the prep school now, again, being on campus and, and how they're able to train and, and the dedication and the resources that have gone into the prep school. Um, you know, I really wanted him to go that route and, and it worked out that, that, that that's the route they wanted him to go anyways. And, um, you know, that was really the only the only direction I gave him. Uh, other than that, I, I wanted him to make his own decision, um, you know, with where he wanted to go to go to school. You know, he had a you know, bunch of different offers, you know, Penn, Mac and other schools around the country. And, and um, you know, but West Point is where he wanted to be. And and that's where he, he knew he wanted to go. Yeah, I was I was I was just doing some research for the podcast and saw that you know you guys made some trips to some Big Ten schools, right? Just to check them out, just to see what the interest level was, and maybe check out the facilities and the program and the campuses. So I mean, there were there were options there for him, and you know, like you said, for growing up and wanting to go to West Point, that has to you know that was the ultimate decision for him. And uh, for now to, tra to transition a little bit, talk to us a little bit about how you got to West Point, like how you were recruited and how you you ended up at West Point. My, uh, you know, obviously, you know, back in the day, recruiting was a totally different animal than it is today you know, with social media. And, and you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I've been a high school coach for, for the past eight years now um, and seeing it firsthand. Um, it's never um, – you know, you got to step back and actually say, okay, what is truly a committable offer? And, and you're, you know, okay, you know, so-and-so college, if you look them up, they've got, you know, 
252 offers out there. Well, you know, the realities of the situation is they can only take X number of commitments per year. So what is a committable offer? If I was to commit right now, would you accept my offer or my commitment and, and lock it in? And, um, you know, so we, we took some time. We did to, to go around to, to visit some of the different schools. Um, you know, I, I knew he was a good player. Um, you know, he was getting recruited by, you know, getting some interest from some Big Ten schools and, and things of that nature. And, and we, then we took the, the trip around the Mac, uh, you know, you know, in that Midwest area to see some different schools. But every time we walked away, it was like, you know, he, he would just sit there and say, you know, nothing compares to West Point. It, it didn't matter if it was Indiana, Michigan, uh, you know, Purdue, uh, Ohio State. It didn't matter. Uh, nothing compared to West Point in his mind. And so what I told him, I said, I, you know, he goes, I want to commit to West Point. I said, I said, you're not committing until, you know, academically you're cleared to get in because once, once you commit, it's, it's done. It's done. So I kind of dangled that carrot in front of them to, to say, okay, you want, you want this, this is something you want to achieve, you know, here, that's your goal. Well, what are you going to do to achieve it? And he was able to, to, you know, get the SAT scores and, you know, uh, you know, the school, high school that he went to was never a question as far as, you know, preparing him. It was, it was a very, you know, stringent high school, uh, no concerns about, you know, coming from a, you know, a, a, the high school level to, to West Point or to the prep school and knowing how to, how to study or how to prepare himself, things of that nature. It was just making sure that he had his I's dotted and T's crossed. And as soon as he got that test score back from his SAT, and, you know, we, we checked with the coaches, made sure that everything was good. I, he goes, I want to commit. I said, all right, go ahead and commit. You're, you're done. We're done. And no more trips, no more uh, communication with anybody. Uh, this is it. He goes, no problem. I'm done. And, uh, you know, I can remember sitting at the, at the dinner table, uh, you know, calling uh, John Luce and, and Tucker Law and Dixon and those guys and, just, you know him saying and just just seeing the joy in his eyes and his and his facial expressions that I'm committed I'm good to go and and uh, and we're ready to go because it wasn't just three months before that that we were up there visiting West Point and uh, you know sitting with Coach Munkin and um, you know kind of you know Brett was excited and basically talking like he was going to commit and and Coach. Uh, Coach Munkin said, are you committing? You're good to go? You locked in? And I said, whoa. I said, Coach, he ain't committing until, until he gets everything done. And then that's 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 stuff that he's got to get done to be able to commit. And uh, he's, you know, Coach was coach was very appreciative of that and, and understood it. And we, we walked out of his office and, uh, you know, Tucker and and uh, Dixon and a couple other coaches, VD and some of the other coaches were – we're uh, standing there. They, they were expecting us to walk out committed. I said, guys, slow down. I said, he's got to take care of his stuff. And, but, you know, so when he was actually able to commit and, uh, and put, all, put it all behind him, uh, it was a weight off his shoulders and, and a, uh, a great um, achievement 
uh, you know, because he, he it was it was work, you know, and, and getting into West Point is not easy. And as as every one of my brothers can attest to, it's not easy. Uh, you know, so to get to that point and be able to 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 commit to, to the school and, and lock yourself in, um, it was a great achievement for him for sure. No doubt. Can you take us can you take us back to how you were recruited and to how you I mean it was was it something where you were in the offices? I guess it was Bob Sutton at that time, right? I mean, is that something? Can you re- go back to when you were in his yeah. office and you know he was asking you, "Are you ready or not?" or your visit and stuff like that? Or yeah, that was that was a uh, that was a fun time. I mean, that, that was uh, um, like I said, it, it, everything has changed, uh, you know, over the course of the years. But so my my senior year, um, the the AFCA coaches convention was, was located in, in Orlando, Florida that year. And, and my head coach took my highlight uh, VHS tape to, uh, to the Orlando convention and, and basically uh, found Greg Gregory at the time uh, and, and said, you know, I got a quarterback for you, you know, you got to watch him. And, and uh, he did, he goes, Oh, just give me the tape and, and we'll watch him. He's like, no, I, I'm, I want to watch it with you, you know, and, and so he actually, they, they got a room and, and they put the, put the VHS tape in and, and watched my highlight film and said that, you know, they wanted to bring me up on a visit and, and uh, basically offer me, um, you know, my, my grades were good. My test scores were all good, good enough to get in. Um, you know, so, so I got a phone call, um, uh, actually, I, I not a phone call. I got a, a, a page on my my beeper uh, from my from my mom. I think I think it was at time saying, "Hey, you need to go up to to the high school and go out and fill out this all this paperwork for for West Point uh, because they they really like you and you know they want you to come up on a visit next weekend." And uh, this was a week before signing day or two. Wow before signing day. So I, I, AFCA happens right there at the beginning of January. So it was probably three weeks before signing day. So, um, so I went, went up to the high school, filled out all the paperwork. They wanted me to fill out. We got the, the official visit schedule. We, you know, flew up there with my dad. I can remember getting off the uh, airport or the airplane in Newark, New Jersey. And, and my dad, who's from Long Island, he's like, Joe, you know, when, when you get off here, you know, we get out and we're walking through the turmoil stuff. Make sure you walk with a purpose because, you know, things up here, you know, they move a little bit faster than, than here and back home in Florida. I said, you know, whatever, you know, and we get off and it was like, everybody was on a, you know, a track meet, you know, by me. I turned to my dad, I'm like, Oh my God, you weren't kidding. These guys are just smoking up and down the terminal trying to get places. Um, so we, I was able to take my visit up there and, and, um, they, uh, again, they, they knew I wanted to be a direct admit and, and I sat down with, uh, uh, my host, actually my host that, that week was, uh, Charlie Keene, who was a backup quarterback behind Ronnie Makeda and, uh, Tony Bianchi, who was from Tampa. Um, they were, they were my host and, you know, I can remember spending time with them and then Sunday morning sat, sat down with coach Sutton and he, he, he slid over the, uh, the acceptance, uh, uh, and said that, you know, here, here's your acceptance. Uh, if, if you want to commit, 
And uh, I said, absolutely, uh, let's go ahead and commit and, and, and let's do this. Um, so it was, uh, I, I previously committed to the Citadel um, uh, and actually actually signed my letter of intent knowing that I would take a trip up to West Point, but because West Point did not honor letters of intent, I knew that I could kind of renege and, and go back on that, you know, the acceptance because I, I, I wanted to play division one ball. And then, uh, as soon as I, I found out, I got the acceptance from West Point and went ahead and committed and, and, uh, and signed it. And, and the rest is history for sure. Yeah. I was looking at some of the, you know, checking out some career highlights for you. And, you know, I guess, um, Maybe I could just ask you first, maybe what, what are some of your most favorite memories of being a fo- Army football player? And then maybe we could get into some and maybe individual games and stuff. But what, what, what do you most remember about being an Army football player? Uh, well, it's, it's definitely the, 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 the brotherhood associated with. I can remember being uh, that, that first uh, training camp after marching back from, from Lake Frederick. And, uh, you know, we were, we were, every one of us were chafing and we're, you know, we've, we're, we're walking around and we can't, we can't put our legs together because we're so raw on the inside of our legs. And, and, uh, you know, we're going through training camp and I can remember, you know, getting food underneath the, uh, the end zone where, where they had the food laid out for breakfast. The first, you know, once, once the upperclassmen came back and walking around like, all right, where am I going to sit? Where am I going to sit? I can remember, Rena Faree, you know, pulling the chair back and saying, sit down right here. You know, you're going to sit down next to me. And, and that was my, uh, my first interaction with, with the upperclassmen. And, you know, just, again, we, everybody talks about the brotherhood and, you know, you, you don't really understand, truly understand. You can't understand it unless you experience it. You can talk about it all you want, but the brotherhood of that whole, of army football is, is truly second to none, uh, with everything, uh, you know, around, around the, the world and the country. And, um, there's just nothing that compares to it. Um, and you know, that was my first experience to it. And, and you Reno and I, to this day, still, you know, keep in close contact, you know, uh, you know, about it. As soon as my, as soon as my son committed to, to West Point, you know, he, he was one of the first people I reached out to today. Hey, check it out. You know, he's committed ideally, you know, even though he's, he's at Syracuse and things yeah. like that. But, you know, between that, you know, the, the brotherhood stuff, you know, I can remember going down to Fort Rucker, Alabama for flight school and, and Ben Kawika, who, you know, he, he was 96. So he was gone before I got there, but he was actually at Fort Rucker, Alabama for advanced course. And, you know, we just got together and, and, and created just, you know, just built on a bond that was already unwritten. And, and to this day, I mean, I, I still reach out to him constantly. Uh, you know, just spoke to, with, with him just a couple of weeks ago, just to catch up with him, see how he's doing with everything. Um, you know, so that's, that's the biggest memories of, of Army football. And I can remember that that was the biggest thing, you know, when I, you know, got on social media, whether it was Facebook or t- Twitter, I don't remember what it was when, when my son committed was, I was like, yeah, so proud, you know, to welcome you to the brotherhood and, 
and be able to call, not, not only call you my son, but to call you my brother. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Is exactly. You read my mind, Joe, because I was going to ask you about that. I remember writing the story when Brett committed and talking to you about that and you saying the same thing. Um, yeah, that is just going to be incredible because now your brothers uh, of the Army Football Brotherhood are now going to be his brothers, you know, and that those are guys that he's going to lean on a little bit. Even the guys maybe who graduated this year from Army like a John Radigan or a JB Hunter or those guys, mm-hmm. those guys are now his brothers, you know, that he might meet up with them in some military training down the road. So uh, once yeah. it's all said and done, it's incredible. Um, I, I get, I guess your freshman year, um, talk to us a little bit about your, your playing career. Now I, I was, um, you know, the game I wanted to focus on a little bit was that 98 army Navy game, but talk to us a little bit about the beginnings of, like you said, your freshman year, you know, you're coming out of, you know, uh, Beast Barracks, and you got to get your legs under you maybe a little bit, but then then so, uh, the, the the last three years of your uh, football career, you know, you're 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 under center, and you're making you're making some you're no doubt you know making some yeah. plays there. So yeah, so I mean, it was it was interesting, and, and you know that that first year was probably a whirlwind that you you, you don't remember you you remember some key things about it, but not everything about it, but. Yeah, my wife and I were actually talking about that this morning because, you know, planning our, our travel to, to go watch them, you know, go up and visit Brett and watch watch Army play and, and hopefully watch Brett play and contribute this year. You know, we, we're going to go ahead and, and lock in all our, our travel to, to all the home games. Uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I dressed for all the home games as, as a freshman. You know, I, I dressed for Army-Navy. Uh, you know, I can remember, um, you know, my uh, it, it was like the seventh or eighth game of the year. We were playing Boston College at Boston College. And, and um, you know, Johnny Goff was a starter and, and uh, Adam Thompson was the backup at that point in time. And Adam was was kind of nursing a, a hamstring in, injury. Um, so I, I knew I was, you know, if, if, you know, Johnny was to go down that, I would probably, if not be in the game, Adam would go in, and I would probably be in the game right afterwards. Um, you know, so that was that was def- that definitely sticks out in my mind because I can vividly remember, uh, you know, it being so cold and it was just above freezing. It was raining, and um, it was it was miserable, really. To, you know, to be standing on the sidelines in that in that you know that, that weather. I remember Dick Hall coming over at halftime, giving me new socks to put on, make sure that I was, you know, ready if I had to go in. And, uh, you know, that was, the, you know, like, I guess it, it's amazing because, you know, soldiers soldiers in the field, I mean, it, there's not much much better than, than putting on a nice fr- fresh pair of socks when, when they're soaking wet, uh, whether they're in your boots or in your, in your cleats. Uh, but that was that was great. So that, that, was, that was definitely a whirlwind. I, you know, I can remember – you know, again, dressing out for all the games. I can remember the, you know, the, the game against Marshall and Randy Moss and, you know, everybody has those highlights, you know, of Randy Moss and what a great player he was. And, um, and then, you know, the, you know, going through and playing Navy, uh, running out on the field and warming up um, against Navy in the Meadowlands was, was definitely something great. Um, and then you, you, you roll into the, uh, my sophomore year and, you know, Johnny was going to be a senior that year. And, and I knew it was, you know, going to be a battle with him to, you know, 
for playing time. And, you know, he ultimately was a starter at the beginning of the season, but got a, got a ton of playing time and, and was able to come in some, to some key, you know, situations and, and moments throughout the, uh, throughout the, uh, um, throughout the, the, uh, sorry, throughout the year, um, you know, to, to have that, have that time. And then, you know, that, that 98 army Navy game was obviously nothing that's going to ever, ever leave my mind, um, being able to come in. Um, you know, we can, we, I guess we can talk about that a little bit later, but then going into junior year, it was, it was, uh, something that I, I knew that, you know, I, I needed to lead the offense and, you know, we're going in the conference USA and, you know, all the, all that, all the fun things, you know, second year conference USA. And, you know, we had some struggles, you know, that first year and we knew we had to make some, some adjustments and that uh, the, uh, the game against Louisville, that Thursday night game against Louisville was obviously something that, that was very, very, um, you know, unique, you know, being the first weeknight game at, at West Point and, remember them bringing in the lights uh, because, you know, the lights at, at Mikey Stadium weren't, weren't compatible with TV viewing and things of that nature. So, you know, watching Mike Wallace and do what he did that 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 game, and, and I can still remember the fourth down play where I was able to find uh, Brandon Rooney, um, you know, squeaking underneath the, the, the coverage on a fourth down and eight and overtime in the first overtime, hitting him on that. Um, you know, there's all kinds of little things that, that, you know, we go about that, that I don't want to get into on, on, on the podcast, <laughs> come off on the sideline, you know, and, and here, you know, yeah, we, we, you know, let's, let's get this game game. Let's lock this game up because I really got to pee, you know, <laughs> you know, something like that, you know, it's it just a bunch of fun stuff. And, and to see the core rush the field after that game was, was tremendous. Uh, and then obviously the senior year with the, with the coaching change, uh, you know, it was a unique situation where, you know, going from, from the triple option to a, you know, I, I, I guess you can call it a spread offense. It was, it was different in that aspect of it, but it was, it was really just zone runs and quick passing games, some, some, some air raid concepts and things of that nature. Um, you know, the, the struggles associated with that, that year, um, you know, I look back, you know, would have liked to see it gone differently? Absolutely would have liked to see it gone differently. But, you know, I, I, I still, you know, I still have my brothers at the end of, at the, end of the day. You know, I mean, it, 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 and that's, that's truly what it's about. There's, there's not a single college athlete. There's not a single college coach. There's not a single professional athlete that can sit there and say they won every game. Um, you know, and even though we all try to win them all, um, but there's not a single one out there that can sit there and say that they've won every game. There's everybody's going to going to lose at some point in time uh, on the athletic fields. Uh, so, uh, you know, we we did what we needed to do. We we you know we would have liked a different outcome. You know, over the course of the of the four years that we we're there, but you know we definitely put the work in and. You know, to see the fruits of our labor, the people that came before us, the, the, the time and the effort that they put in, the coaches that, that they put in, to see what they have now, how Coach Munkin runs the program now, how they interact with the core now, uh, was all 
built with what we did and what the people did before us. It was an evolution. Um, and we're all doing the same thing. That's why, you know, somebody that graduates, you know, John Raddy and graduates this year, you know, I can reach out to them and, and we can pick up the phone and call and talk to each other. Like, like we know each other and I never met them. And, you know, that's, that's why we are who we are. And that's why it's so special for sure. Yeah. I was looking at you, the, the first the 1998 Army Navy game, right? That's um, a game that a pretty high scoring game for a service academy game. That game, it seemed like it was a little bit, of, could have been a little bit back and forth. But for you to be named MVP of that game, I mean, that must be an honor that you really ho- still hold to this day. I mean, because of just what that game means to not just your brothers, not just you know the 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 country just the college football to be an MVP of that game I mean that must be an honor that you still pretty hold pretty pretty close to you no doubt yeah absolutely I mean actually it's the I'm sorry right here oh wow that's the Philadelphia Sports Writers uh, you know MVP award um, so it sits right behind me every day obviously I'm I'm very proud of that uh, you know I walked into that game um, you know Johnny Johnny started that game. And, and I can remember going to bed that night and uh, I think Chad, I think Chad Jenkins and I were, were roommates that, that night. Um, and I can remember going to bed and waking up the next day and telling Ed Warner man, and saying, coach, I just, you know, we worked against a four down front all week long. I just, I, I said, I think they're going to come out in an odd front and they're going to slant like Air Force did against us. Uh, you know, just FYI, I, I don't know why I think that. I just, I dreamt it last night. I, I saw it and uh, sure as heck, we came out and they came out in an odd front, which is, you know, they were a four, four man front all year long. And, um, you know, we, we struggled the first two, two series. And, and when, when they put me in that third series, it's like I already played the game. I don't, I've already seen it. And, you know, I can remember the play call coming in um, and, and, you know, with the play call, you know, depending on how they played defense, we had we had to make blocking changes and, and checks and things of that nature. And I can remember the call coming in and making the check out on the perimeter. And next thing you know, I hit the seam. You know, we run a, a double option and I hit the seam and I'm 68 yards down the sideline um, just because I, I made the check. Uh, and then came back the next series, and same thing. We drove the ball down the field, and were able to, uh, you know, make some adjustments, and and you know, another touchdown later, and now we're up fourteen to ten, and then you know we were able to just kind of deliver blow for blow with them back and forth, uh, you know, between you know Craig Stucker and Ty Amy, you know, busting off runs on them, and and then uh, you know being able to you know calling up the right place at the right time where we, you know, ran a double pass with, with John Johnson and, and Bobby Williams. And, and, uh, you know, so it, it was something, like I said, I, I mean, I will never forget it for sure. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I can pretty much replay every play in that, in that game in my mind. Um, you know, especially after that, that second run where I, I was supposed to be the holder on, on, on the extra point And, you know, I, I was jumping around and, and kind of um, lost my breath jumping around. And I, 
pat myself out for the extra point and and we come in and sure as heck we missed that that extra point and and actually i said 14 to 10 but it made it 13 to 10 instead of 14 to 10 uh you know and and i look back and i'm like could i could i stayed in there for the for the extra point and i, I definitely never lived that down i didn't live it down for a long time uh, pulling myself out after that for the extra point but uh yeah, it's it, again. It's it's something that'll never you know that'll always be there. Um, you know, I, there's constant reminders you know behind me for sure. You know, I'm definitely proud of that and proud of all my brothers that that were able to fight through uh, and and send that senior class out with with that victory against against Navy. Um, and, you know, seeing seeing them. Um, uh, you know, I think I think the year before. Um, CBS or whoever it was, they, they panned away from, from the alma mater, um, you know, and to actually see the TV copy and actually see the cameras pan, pan into my, on, on my brothers, you know, as we're singing the alma mater after, after Navy, uh, and seeing the, the, the pride and the, 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 you know, the hurt of being their last game and the love of the game in their eyes was, was tremendous for sure. Yeah. I was going to ask you what, it, what it was like to, like to be able to sing second, you know, in, in, in a game like that, uh, especially, you know, being, that was your sophomore year. Right. So, I mean, that's when, and, and weren't, you weren't, you know, you came into the game, um, you know, and we're ready to play. And that's not something um, that you might see at other schools, you know, but, uh, but at army, you know, in that particular game, right. Like you said, you're dreaming of this the night before you're just, probably chomping at the bit, ready to have your name called. And then when you get your name called, then the res- you respond. And it's just almost like – I was going to ask you, like, what you ran back then, right, and now what you watch now at Army's offense, is it something that you can see that there's – is there a lot of similarities there or has that offense evolved to something a, a little bit different than what you you, went, you ran? There's a lot of similarities for sure. You know, I, I've talked to – you know, you know, talked a little bit with, with Coach Davis and – you know what they do, um, but they are they are definitely driven, with, you know, by by the fullback and by the by the quarterback. Um, you know, there's probably more a uh, little bit more quarterback design runs than than we had. Um, you know, more. You know, it, maybe you want to go back in time. You know, maybe some single wing concepts. You know, of the old. Uh, you know, LSU and, and things of that nature where it's quarterback power uh, looks like option, but it's more quarterback power, quarterback sweep, things of that nature. Trying to get that extra gap, trying to get that extra number, hat on a hat, on a hat extra blocker, uh, you know, and out leverage the defense. Um, you know, I think they do a great job of, of uh, creating matchups and creating uh, – a numbers advantage and a, and a positive look to run into and, and execute their offense. Um, you know, so when, a, when, a, when a team actually comes out and, you know, in something different than what they prepared for that week, you know, you, you may see them struggle a little bit, but, you know, they're going to get to a, a point where, where they get that numbers advantage. And, you know, that's why, you know, you know, Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's why you see see us play so many quarterbacks, because they they are they're they're 
they're a ball carrier just like anybody else. And, and, you know, I mean, with, with that position, you know, I mean, you're, you're not always getting a, a 220 pound quarterback there, you know, a, a, a 10 Tebow or, you know, a, a, you know, anybody out there, you know, I mean, all, all these guys out there that are, that are just God gifted talent as far as, as size and things of that nature, you know, you, you see guys that are 185, 190, you know, 200 pounds, which, you know, you end up running the ball in, in college football uh, at 200 pounds, uh, you're going to take a beating and you're going to have some injuries. And that's why I think, I think we ended up, you know, seeing six quarterbacks play last year. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, um, you got to be prepared to play. Um, but that's why they've been to be been able to be as successful as they've been. It's because they're not afraid. Everybody on that field is 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 there to contribute. Uh, that's why I heard from my son that you know, Coach Runkin. You know, I mean, backs and linebackers are alive in practice. You know, when when you go and you practice, you're you're. I mean, you're you're going. Uh, it's it's not. You know, we're not thudding up and, and tapping off and tagging off and things of that nature because you got to be physical, and which means that the next man up and the next person behind you has to be ready to play. Um, and that's what you see. And and that's what I've seen visiting and watching Coach Monk and, you know, run his practices and talking to coaches. And, and obviously I've got a little bit of a different relationship with them and the aspect of it that, that – you know, here I was, a you know, a high school coach, and I'm talking to them about guys that I think will fit their their their, you know, fit the academy, fit West Point, and fit their their philosophy. Um, so I try to understand it a little bit differently, and 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 dive into it a little bit more. Um, you know, and when I'm up there visiting, and I see the way they practice, and I see the attention to detail that they put into it. Um, you know, it's apparent. That's that's why a, a, a John Radigan can can go, you know, three years and then start as a senior and then end up signing a free agent contract with the with the Seahawks. That's why Cole Christian, you know, spent the number of years that he, that he did in the system was able to to do what he did. That's why Eric this year, you know, that's why you know Slanka and those guys. I mean, because they put that time and they they put that effort in and and they understand the work that's behind it. Because no matter if you're the starter, second, or third, you better be practicing and preparing the same way so that when your number is called, you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I look at, I look at, you talked, I mean, you might have mentioned Eric Smith there. And, and I guess when, you know, uh, preseason practices start and your son is going to, Brett's still going to play linebacker, right? He's going to be mm-hmm. a linebacker there. Yes. And to have a guy, experienced guy like Eric Smith to learn under your first year. I mean, wow, that's that's going to be real. I think that's going to definitely uh, help, right, Brett, and his development just to having a guy like, uh, you know, just watching Eric play the way he plays and just knowing the leader he is. He's one of the four captains of this year's team. You know, just um, what do you, what do you think? It, that's definitely going to be uh, an experience for Brett, a positive experience, no doubt, for him, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, at the same time, you know, and again, I mean, I think Eric's a great player, um, you know, but – you know, like I told Brett before he went away, I said, I said, you know, you're not going there to to be Eric's backup or to be Spencer Jones's backup. You're going there to to start, and and you go put the time and effort in, the work in, to 
push those guys. And and that's the only that's the only thing you're going there to do. And and that's why I'm saying that, that you get a second, third, fourth string, first string. You're 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 all preparing. If you're not preparing to be that starter, um, then you're going to find yourself so far down the depth chart that you're you're don't you don't have to worry about preparing because you're not going to be getting any type of reps to be to be in that position. So you know you you know yeah go in there be a great teammate but go in there to push Eric to push Spencer to push whoever it is in front of you to to take their job. Uh, you know and I, I think Brett understands that and that's what makes him the, the type of player that he is 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 he's willing to go in there and go go put that time and effort in to go push the person in front of him. Because I'm coming after you know I'm coming after your job, and and that's that's how I approach. It. I mean Johnny and I were great friends, you know, going through the academy, uh, and great teammates, um, you know, and, and there was never ever any, any animosity between us, you know. But I was going out there to always you know take his job because I wanted to be on the field, you know. Same thing with Chad behind me. I mean we you know I talked to Chad Jenkins about a couple weeks ago, um, you know we're still great friends. I'm sure, you know, every time he stepped on that field, he was trying to take my job, you know, when I was starting as a junior, you know, and he was a sophomore, you know. So, you know, there's never, ever any animosity, you know, with that. Uh, you know, having a person like Eric uh, in that position is great for Brett, um, you know, and he understands that for sure. Uh, and, and I think probably Eric will tell you the same thing that that he wants Brett or whoever's you know in that linebacker room to be trying to take his spot because it's only going to make them better as a team. And at the end of the day, it's gonna it's gonna lead to you know one win, week two win, week three win. Next thing you know, you're you're you know you got eight, nine, ten wins on your belt, and you got a, a victory against Air Force, and you get in your lineup to play Navy to kick the crap out of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just had a couple more questions to ask you. First, I wanted to ask you a little bit, go back to your playing career. I like to ask this to former players. Who you think is the best player you ever went up against um, you know, when you were at Army? Who, who you think is the best defensive player you might have faced? Adelius Thomas, defensive end from Southern Miss. Uh, you know, that, that, that Southern Miss team my junior year was, was pretty special. They had three or four guys make it to the NFL. Um, the linebacker, I, I want to say his name was, um, I can't think of his name, but they had a linebacker that played, ended up playing for the, uh, for the Jaguars. They had a Dalius Thomas that played defense end for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And uh, I can still remember um, Adelius Thomas coming down so hard on a, on a, on a read. And he hit Mike Wallace so hard, I thought Mike was dead. And, you know, playing that game against Southern Miss down there, at the, they call it the Rock. It was hot. It was humid in Mississippi. And and those guys were just animals on that side of the ball. Uh, that, was, that was probably the best team that we played against um, at, as my class. Um, and they didn't win probably as many games as they should have went one. Uh, but coach Bauer, Jeff Bauer was a head coach on there and, and he did some great things. I mean, they, they lined up and they played, you know, Nebraska and they played a bunch of, you know, they weren't, they weren't afraid to go play anybody. 
uh, you know, any, any anybody anywhere. So they probably didn't have as many wins uh, as they could have had. Uh, but that team was was pretty pretty good and pretty legit on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Awesome. Uh, I was uh, going to ask you about a couple guys that you coached in high school that are now going to be freshmen. They were uh, Brett's teammates at Jesuit and uh, t- out of Tampa, um, uh, Spencer Williams and Raleigh Oxidine. What, what what are Army fans? What can Army fans look for out of those two guys? Uh, those two guys are, are obviously great, great players. Um, you know, coming out of a Jesuit, um, they were all captains. Um, on, on our team, uh, three defensive captains. That was it was pretty cool to see our three defensive captains all uh, decide to go to West Point, which which speaks to the type of leaders they are and, and what we what we did and and do at Jesuit High School for sure. Um, but uh, Raleigh is is a guy that that you know we, we used to call him or we, we still call him Ox because he's he's strong as an ox. You know he's been been just. God has just gifted him with the the strength, uh, you know, body strength, and and since the time he showed up as a freshman uh, in the weight room, moving weight, um, and his ability to to move people on on the on the uh, football field, it was just tremendous, uh, you know. So I think uh, I I think he's got a very very bright future in that aspect of it, being able to be a a, a nasty interior defensive lineman for. For West Point, um, you know, I, I might by no means in, in any type of Nostradamus or predicting anything, but, you know, I, even if he was to move over to the offensive side of the ball uh, at, at one of the interior offensive line positions, um, you know, it, it, he his strength, his lower body strength, his upper body strength, his leverage uh, is just something that's going to give, uh, create havoc on, on the opposing uh, defensive line or offensive line for sure. Uh, down the road, uh, Spencer was a it was a uh, young man that that really had some trials and tribulations. I mean, it was always the leader in our secondary uh, at the safety position. Very very smart, intelligent player, athletic player uh, that can make plays. Uh, and and just for the you know had some bad luck and and some uh, you know while making some plays, you know it ended up you know tearing his knee. Uh, you know, while while making an interception in high school, and and then that, that coming back and rebounding, um, was able to you know get himself in position to uh, you know get himself eligible for the prep school, and was was a starter for the prep school. You know, when that that shortened season, that previous season they had, and then I think week two he ended up you know you know hurting his knee again. Don't know if it was an aspect of maybe trying to rush it back a little bit too soon, or or, or just a bad luck. But you know, he's he's somebody that brings some playmaking ability. Very very uh, smart individual in the in the back end can get you all lined up uh, and get you in position. Um, you know, uh, you know, make sure all the checks in the secondary are in place, so you you got the right fills and you and the right uh, uh, coverages across the board out there. So. Um, you know, I think all three of the guys have a great opportunity to to contribute to um, to uh, Army football, you know, this year and, and years to come. Yeah, Army's done a really good job recruiting that Tampa area, right, Joe? I mean, they have David Hoyt coming in as an offensive lineman that was highly regarded. Um, 
a guy who, you know, Army fans are going to know really soon, probably on that offensive line. And uh, they're still doing a great job, even the class of uh, these, the class that's going to be seniors, uh, the 2022 class. They, they're they uh, recruiting hard and getting some commits out of that er- at Tampa area, too. So, uh, man, it's been really great having you on. I just want to ask you well, just one last question about what it's going to be like, like now being in the stands. You know, like you said, you already kind of planned your itinerary for the Army home games, you know. You got Western Kentucky as the home opener, I'm sure, penciled down there on uh, September 11th. What do you think it's going to be like to get a chance to see your uh, son uh, maybe wear the black and gold this year? Uh, it's it's going to be very, very emotional, uh, for sure. I mean, where, where mom was was uh, was very emotional on our day, uh, you know, I was more just kind of happy, smiling, giddy type deal. It, it's probably going to be a little bit more emotional uh, sitting in the stands th- that weekend of September 11th, and and hopefully he's taking the field, uh, you know, with the Black Knights on on that that home opener, uh, you know, that being the 20 year anniversary of my class, uh, you know, so th- there'll be a lot of my uh, teammates that are there with with me, uh, getting getting it to experience that with me. So I'm I'm hopeful, I'm I'm, I'm optimistic that he he he's going to earn himself an opportunity to to. To, to run out the, on that field, uh, you know, as, you know, as, an, as a, um, you know, dressing for that game and, and contributing for that, for, for that game. And, and who knows, you know, what more he can, he, he's able to do, but it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be emotional for sure. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I, I would, I would imagine that there'll probably be a tear coming to my eye when I see him run out on the field for the first time, for sure. And hopefully having fans back for the first time at Mikey Stadium uh, since, you know, the, t- the 2019 season, that's going to be to be a part of that, too. I mean, that's going to be really it should be an electric atmosphere, I would think, that day. And, uh, man, it's been great having you, Joe. Um, If you guys uh, want to um, if there's any you'd like to listen to this on audio or you can uh, we're on a. Uh, Spotify, we're on Amazon, we're on Apple with these podcasts. We have a Black Knight Nation YouTube page. And um, I'm sure this is something that, you know, this interview is, uh, is something that people are going to want to listen to because, it, it, Joe, you give the perspective of an Army football player, right? You've been through it before. And you gave the perspective of an Army football parent now, which is, you know, it, it, it's great. We've seen it with um, Connor Slumka and Jim Slumka in the recent past, right? When, mm-hmm. when you have guys that can follow um, the joining the long gray line, that is your, like you say, it's, he's not just a son anymore to you. Brett is a brother. And this has been great to hear your perspective. And we really appreciate you popping on tonight just to talk about it. I appreciate you having me South. I look forward to it. And, uh, you know, go army, beat Navy. <laughs>